From MPB Think Radio, this is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with contractor Del Moore from Affordable Solutions 601 and Jeff Simmons from Houseworks. Today on the show, we're looking for whatever in your home needs a little pick-me-up. Maybe the washing machine works, but it rattles when it spins. Or maybe your front door needs more than a slam to close. Or maybe your hot water heater doesn't get your water to the temperature you want. Let us help. We even brought in our resident appliance specialist, Timmy McClendon from AC Remedies, to give us a helping hand. Share your comments and questions with us this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. This is Fix It 101 from MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. From MPB Think Radio, this is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with contractor Del Moore from Affordable Solutions 601 and Jeff Simmons from Houseworks. There we go. Uh, today on the show, we're looking for whatever in your home needs a little pick-me-up. Maybe the washing machine needs work, but it rattles when it spins. Or maybe your uh, front door needs more than a slam to close. Or maybe your hot water heater doesn't get your water to the temperature you want. Let us help. We even brought in our resident appliance and AC specialist, Timmy McClendon, from uh, AC Remedies to give you a helping hand. Share your comments and questions this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Morning, fellas. How you doing? Good morning. Doing great. Jeff, is this your first time back in the new year? I think it is. Yeah. Uh, Dell and I uh, <laughs> steered the, uh, the ship last week. And uh, ended up being the wallpaper show. <laughs> so, yes. Anyway. That's always fun. Yeah. Well, um, and Timmy, how's it going, man? Welcome man, back. It's good. Yeah? A lot of work going on this time of year? Oh, yeah. It's cold. Well, it was cold. But, okay, so cold again. I, I, I guess i got to ask this because, you know, it is the South, so obviously you work a lot. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when it's 10 degrees outside... You work, you work a lot. Really? Yeah. <laughs> you know, you just don't see many... AC trucks driving around. I think they're all hibernating. Hibernating, yeah. You know, yeah. I, I got to work. You know, I got to. got to keep food on the table. Right, right. Okay. Um, so, what are you guys working on right now, Dell? Well, I've uh, just finished flashing the copper chimney, and I got some um, little siding repairs in the porch that uh, need some alterations. Did you say a copper chimney? Well, the ch- you know brick flashing. You know the oh, copper the around there. Uh, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Um, I have seen though, that when though. You first put it on it for it. Tone down a little bit, real bright and pretty. It is real pretty then, but I I, I kind of like the patina once it gets in the copper. Yes, I do too. It looks like yeah. the Statue of Liberty. Yes, you yes. never know how it's going to go then. <laughs> right. So how about you, Jeff? What's going on? Well, you know, I sound like a broken record, but uh, we, we're we, building we, some houses. We, yeah, we 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 uh, there was a fire. There was a fire in Clinton. Uh-huh. Uh, fortunately, no one hurt. Um, then we had a eighteen wheeler hit a. Hit a house in Canton. The house um, just jumped right out in front of them. Huh? The house jumped right. right out in front of them. And uh, then our regular 
bath and kitchen remodels. Right, so right. just as just as busy as we can be, busy as we want to be, actually. Right, so. Timmy. I guess you're running around doing heating and appliance calls. Oh yeah, man, do them. It gets cold. People get people get have heat. Right, right. You know, we've been pretty busy. We've done uh, two new constructions. Got a cut in working on next week. Got a little duck job after I leave here. We got to go do and. Okay. Yeah, trying to fit in a little bit of deer season in between. Yes. Really? I can't tell from your garb. We're going to have to take a picture today, Java, uh, of Timmy. I got and my deer hunting face on. He's got, yeah, and he's got his, he's got his winter beard. So, all right. Well, today we're basically talking about anything that you would like to talk about. We've got a lot of, uh, uh, we've got, what, three contractors in here. Uh, and, and you can ask just any question you want. We'll give it our best shot. I wanted to uh, real quick talk about last week. We talked about this uh, wallpaper so much, but I had to go to this email mm-hmm. that Dell and I were talking about before the show. Uh, got a email from someone named Tina, and it was to us. And she said, "Come on, guys! I've been removing wallpaper from my bedroom for one and a half years <laughs> in my spare time using a steamer. I've already removed from kitchen, dining room, and two bathrooms. You cannot paint over wallpaper. You cannot put new paper over old. You're going to get shoddy results. I I totally appreciate what you're saying and believe what you're saying, Tina. But yes. the fact that you've been trying to get wallpaper off for one and a half years at this point is... Uh, you got to remember this is spare time. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, okay. true. <laughs> I mean, I, hey, I, I think the best way to do it is just remove the sheetrock. Yeah. Oh, that's take, good. Yeah, take take your trim off, remove the sheetrock. Look, I, I mean, move it on. Back back, you know, whenever I had to do, you know, stuff like that. Thank uh-huh. goodness, I don't have to no more. You know, what we used to do is just try to peel off what we could. Uh huh. And you could take oil based kilts. Yeah. Paint every top of it, and that stuff actually helps it stick. You know, all the little extras. You know, little things hanging off, like kind of hairy stuff hanging off of it. It's interesting and you said that. Uh, the, the oil yeah. base makes a difference. Yeah, it does. And yeah. then you can take um, then you can take like sheetrock mud, mix it up real, real thin, right. mm-hmm. dump it down in your bucket, take a roller and roll it on the wall, and then you come back and you knife it down and try to slick it up. Wow. Well, yeah, we'll see the, the, the problem yeah, we'll with the problem with water base paint, that's going to it's gonna eventually, bring up the paper. It's going to eventually release the wallpaper that you've been trying to take off for right. a year and a half after you put your fresh Isn't that paint funny or that, that you can do something wallpaper. intentionally that'll bring the wallpaper right. off, but you can't flamethrower it. Uh, I know. Otherwise, I know. You know? And it always happens about the end of the job. As soon as you think you got a good result, then here goes the blistering bubbles. Right. And the right. All right, fellas, let's go ahead and go to the phones. Karen is on the line and Jackson, and uh, she's trying to clean a fiberglass shower door. Am I right, Karen? It's the floor, actually. Oh, the floor. We love our oh. house. The builder did great things, but I think you ran out of money when it came to the master bathroom. Bummer. We've got this small sort of, you know, things are buying a store. It's the fiberglass floor. I guess it's fiberglass. I don't know. It's kind of pebbled. And it looks, we look like the filthiest people in the world when you step out of the shower. I can't get it clean. I've tried over-the-counter. I've tried wire brushes. I've tried bleach. It's not, The caulking I can do, mm-hmm. but it's the floor. Is there Anything I can do, and it's new. The shower pan is new. No, 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 no. Um, We bought the house two and a half years ago, and the house is probably forty years old. Oh, yeah. No, you're not going to clean that. Um, Cultured marble. It's a fiberglass shower pan, and 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 it is going to yellow uh, over time. Black. I mean, it's brown and spots. Okay, so you know what? I'm I'm familiar with that. Um, Okay. (laughs) I grew up in a home. Uh, My father was a mechanic. 
And if there was, I'm telling you, <laughs> they get in the shower and the shower would turn black. You know, uh-huh. uh, so I don't. You you never know what the situation is with no. how it got there, but I can tell you once it's there, uh, uh, I'm gonna have to go with the. And, and I'm assumed I'm assumed you've you've doused the whole thing with bleach before and yeah. nothing happened. What yeah. if muriatic acid would do to give it that stuff? Huh. What was what that, Timmy? Muriatic acid. What do you muriatic mean? acid. I, I don't. I don't know what that would do to fiberglass, but. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to melt the fiberglass off. Yeah. Well, if you got to replace it, I mean, hey, why not just melt it down? That's a good point. That's a good point. Before you decide to replace this thing, mm-hmm. which you're going to end up doing, um, uh-huh. go ahead and try the muriatic acid. Just, just, just to let you know, I am an air conditioning heating guy. I'm not <laughs> a uh, uh, shower cleaner upper guy. Right. Have okay. you had any um, results like dulling it down with any attempt? Or is it just stuff? Talking about like sanding it down now? You know, no, like comments or, or Tilex? They got I that wouldn't know. I've done Tilex. I've done um, things I bought on the internet. I've bought, you wow. know, I've let it soak. There's and one. Comments and and uh, steel one, wool. And one other thing wool. I would try. Refinish it. Yes. Oh, oh you can scripper, refinish it. Yeah. Yeah. A little scripper. Well, the one thing I would try is, you ready for this? Yes. Don't, don't go to your home store. Go to, like, the car store, AutoZone, O'Reilly's, oh, all that. Oh, uh, yeah. Fiberglass, okay? Okay. Um, they use... Mothers. Yeah. Oh, mother, that's a great idea. Uh, and uh, this is, you know, uh, Corvettes are made of fiberglass. Correct. And, uh-huh. and, and a couple of other vehicles. And they have fiberglass cleaner at auto stores. Wow. Give that a shot. Okay. It may not work I'll... if it doesn't burn it down. Well, what's okay, the, uh, what's what's that stuff called? Uh, um, rubbing compound? Rubbing, yeah, rubbing compound. Rubbing compound. Yeah, but there's very special ones for fiberglass. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thank y'all. I appreciate it. Sure. Bye bye. Bye. Someone just listened to that and said he is an idiot. <laughs> actually, I no think one said I, anything about. I that. I think that's so a pretty good idea. Actually. Okay. All right, then I'll own it. All right, I love this because in our car, uh, the way that we're able to see what call is next is it says what name it is and where they're calling from. So at this time, I'd like to welcome Andrew Jackson. There you go. <laughs> Hello, Mr. Uh, Andrew. How are you doing? Good. Good morning. Very good. So uh, you uh, are talking about some gas logs? Yeah, I have an unvented fireplace. I don't want to use it because it makes my head hurt. Uh-huh. And it'd be ripped out and replaced with a vented fireplace. Are there any concerns with running a flue? up through my walls and out through the roof and who would I get to do that? A plumber, an HVAC guy, or just a general contractor? General contractor would be your more of a, you know, all around guy. Cause he can kind of oversee the whole job for us, you know, taking it out, putting a new one in, getting a brick guy. If you want to go back with like a brick chimney or, you know, if you just wanted to do a regular vented deal, you know, you could run your, I don't, I guess maybe a double wall pipe if they use for that, like we would, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it would, it would, that would have to have some reconstruction going on, I'm sure, because, I mean, I'm sure all you going to have rafters and ceiling joists and everything else. Well, you know, if, you, if you've got a vented, if you've got an unvented box now, you're going to have to pull the, the, uh, unvent, you, you got to pull the unvented box out and put a vented box in. Right. So you they follow don't me, work the you same. follow me, Andrew? Yeah. Okay. And you can buy that and the pipe. Uh, you can buy box and pipe for. I don't know. You're you're gonna spend seven eight hundred dollars probably for the for the material. You know, a thousand bucks for the material, and then and then install. 
Yeah, and on this, Andrew, at least, if nothing else, if you don't have a contractor do the job, have a contractor supervise it. You don't want to set yourself up to burn your home down if you don't okay, know what yeah, you're doing. Yeah, a hot flu through the wall. Or right, yeah, like there are codes, and there are things to worry about, and, and specifically, you know, this is, this is where you live. So, Yeah, uh, a problem right there calls a fast fire. Take it from me. Right. Okay. Fires aren't cool. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> yeah, fire in the attic spray is fast, man. Right, right. All right, you know what? We're going to take a uh, break real, qu- real quick. Um, if you've got any questions about uh, remodeling, renovations, any other general DIY questions, uh, we also have Timmy McClendon from AC Remedies to help you with your new or not-so-new appliances. I'll just go ahead and say it, folks. The magic word, ice makers. I guess that's two words. Better not. (laughs) Number calls 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back. This is Fix It 101 from MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with contractor Delmore from Affordable Solutions 601, Mr. Jeff Sammons from Houseworks, and today's guest is Timmy McClendon from AC Remedies. And if you miss any portion of the program, make sure to subscribe to the podcast using any podcast app. Just search Fix It 101. Join the conversation this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Okay, Timmy, they heard you were here. I said ice maker, but we did get an air conditioner question. Casey is on the line in Edwards. What's going on, Casey? Uh, yes, sir. I, um, I, I've been having trouble with my air conditioning or, or the heating unit as far as, like, my air filters are just staying clogged up nonstop. And um, I was wondering my, where, where my air conditioner is located. It's, like, in the corner of a hallway mm-hmm. where the air conditioning intake is. Uh-huh. Um, and it's a 30 by 30 filter. Should I try to put another filter on the adjacent wall beside it to have, like, you know, double the size of the intake? Yeah, that's always a good idea to have more uh, more um, filter space. But, I mean, usually the one at, like, my house, I mean, I'm guilty, you know, about uh-huh. having dirty filters, too. I mean, whenever mine stops heating or cooling good, I know it's about time to change the filter. You know, oh. I'm horrible. Right? Mm, I got right. three dogs. Well, I had three dogs. I got two dogs now. Right. And one of them sheds like you wouldn't believe. So. I was going to say, she's got a 30 by 30, which is a pretty decent Big. size. So let me ask, um, is there, when you take like the screen portion off and look at the filter, what is it, what's getting in there? Lint. We have, we have one dog, uh, a lab, lip stays inside. Uh-huh. Okay, so lint and dog hair? Yes, sir. Okay. Um, <laughs> Timmy, I tried this one time. I took a vacuum cleaner and the little wand portion. Oh, yeah, they didn't suck it right off. Really? And just pulled the stuff right off yeah. of there. Casey, you hearing what I'm saying? Yes, sir. I just, I just, I know it sounds crazy, but I used the wand portion of the vacuum to vacuum the filter. It worked great. I no. thought you were talking about vacuuming the dog. <laughs> no, you can vacuum <laughs> the dog. That'd probably work fast. Yeah. Well, the, the cool thing about it is, I mean, it, you're, the, 
your filter is getting dirty and that's what it's supposed to do. You're supposed to get it, you know, clean air before it gets to the air conditioning system. So, you know, you could put another filter in like another room or, you know, something like that on the side of it if it's in a closet somewhere. And that's going to help that filter from getting so dirty. But, you know, if anything like my house, I mean, it's, it's going to do that. You know, I, got, right. I need to change mine once a month, but I, 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 yeah. I'm bad. And you can't get much <laughs> larger of a filter than 30 you by currently 30 have. pretty stinking big. Right. You know, yeah. I mean, the biggest one I ever put in is like a 20 by 30. Wow. You know, so 30 by 30 is pretty stinking big. Okay, I've got a question for you here, Timmy. Uh, got a couple of questions that people would normally ask of the appliance guy. Water is leaking to my fridge. There's a bunch of water under my crisper bins. What is that? A crisper bin? Yeah. The crisper bin. You know, the little, the drawer part. That's what I'm thinking. It's like an over and under kind of deal. Uh-huh. It's got the freezer on bottom. Uh-huh. Water's getting under that. Has it got the ice maker in that section? No. Uh, the ice maker is, say, above in the corner. Something's thawing out. Something's thawing out. Yep. Okay. Because you got... I mean, if that whole bottom section of that freezer is starting to get water in the bottom of it, you know, just mm. say if it's not. Well, freezing. this is the fridge portion. Uh, the fridge portion. Yeah. Of the crisper. Oh, water getting in that thing. Yeah. You in, know, what I'm in, the, about? in the drawer. Yes. Yeah. Yes. yeah. You know, that, that, that happens at, at our cabin sometimes. I always feel like it's well, a condensation thing. I know. But I don't, I don't well, if that's what I was going to say, it's got a, it's usually got like two dampers, you know, uh-huh. in a, on a side by side. Now, what's a, what's a damper? A damper is basically like a little electronic door that opens up, lets cold air in uh-huh. when it, when the fridge is calling that it needs cool air in there because it's mm-hmm. warming up, you know, whenever it shuts. So if that thing's not shutting all the way or, uh-huh. you know, not opening up all the way. And it's is that allowing, controlled by a thermostat? or It's right? controlled by a circuit board. Oh. But it could be something wrong with the damper. Dampers go out all the time. Really? Yeah. Okay. So there there's something to look for. Yeah. Uh, a damper. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, um, let's go real quick to Chris in Mobile. He's got a uh, AC filter comment. What's going on, Chris? Hey, good morning. Yeah, I've been an AC contractor for a long time. Y'all got a, a great show. I've called a few times. Uh, I just had to comment on the uh, the filter just to give you know a little more information as much as I can tell you as I know. Yes, sir. You we know, love that. Over here in Alabama is that you got to have one square foot per ton, so we didn't get how much ton she has, but... Like you said, thirty, you know, thirty by thirty, that's two and a half feet. That's by two and a half feet. That's fairly that's pretty good size. Pretty big. Yeah. Uh you know, we've had this battle between these pleated filters, which are great filters, they're super efficient. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you don't have enough filter space to actually use a pleated filter, it'll cut your airflow down too much. Mm-hmm. It's just good to revert back to the old fiberglass ones. But you know, and if you use the fiberglass filter, mm-hmm. they're so cheap, you know, you can go to your local Walmart and pick up four pack of them. Almost nothing. For like three bucks. Yeah. And thirty thirty is pretty standard. But I was going to say one more thing, and I'll hush. Mm-hmm. Um, in the 30 years that I've done it, I've noticed something that, that made filters stop up. And I'm like your your AC guy. I don't. Uh, it's not that I don't change my filter regularly. <laughs> don't lie. Man, my house, for some reason, is just dusty, dusty. dusty right. And we don't have any animals. But uh. I'll tell you what we do have. And this is something I noticed. We did blow our attic with uh, cellulose insulation uh-huh. for some works. reason. And I know I don't have duct leaks, but for some reason, that cellulose insulation gets in that house and gets in that filter. Huh. Mainly, it's mainly like we we notice around can lights. You can look yeah. at can lights and see right. little little cobwebs yeah, that, up here, and yep. you have little chunks of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sucking right. in you know, when you open and close the door. Interesting. But, right. Oh, the, a, you know, a, a can light's a great place to lose yeah, uh, heat. You can actually, <laughs> yes, you can actually. Take, they got a. You can make little. You know, sheet metal cans right. and put over the top of them. You oh, know, wow. Insulate them. You know, and it helps out a lot too. Hmm. But yeah, I mean, but they don't make them turn off when they get hot. 
That I don't know. I ain't never no, had you The only way I can combat that would be that you just have to use those you know, LED 9 one bulbs. Right. Yeah. And, and two, you know, what we're going to now, instead of the can lights, we're going to surface mount LEDs. Correct. Uh, to where all we have is a transformer and a and a uh, wire going through the ceiling. So that, that that's going to help on all kind of fronts. Yep. Amen. Yep. Hey, good show, y'all. Thank you very much. Thank Thanks, you, Don. We can. Uh, uh, we, hey, if you need a Chris, job, you need to come back to Mississippi. Come on back. Right, right. <laughs> Chris, uh, appreciate that. We can always use uh, more tips from pros. Let's keep on going. Don is in Collins, and uh, he might have a solution on the freezer situation. What's going on, Don? Hey, how y'all this morning? Good. Oh uh, yeah, that's her. I can tell you that her drain pan under her evaporator up at the freezer uh-huh. is freezing up. And then huh. when it starts to thaw, it goes in deep frost. The water runs instead of draining Man, out. Man, do I have a good fix? This, this is something I had to learn. Now, like, uh-huh. My yeah. old wheels started turning in my brain one day, and I'm sitting there thinking, how <laughs> in the world look, do I got to fix look, this? Up there, coming off the heating element, is a wire. Uh-huh. That wire should be sticking in the drain hole that heats up during deep frost. How'd you know that? The water drains out. <laughs> Dude, it took me years to figure this out. <laughs> <laughs> You got to yeah. You got to make it long enough. You try to like I take a little aluminum strap uh-huh. you know, and I strap it to the defrost heater, uh-huh. and then I stick yep. it all the way down in the hole, far as I can get the sun gun. So when that defrost heater comes on, it yep. heats up that little piece of aluminum because aluminum takes a really good heat exchanger. So it Correct. heats up that, that hole. That, that opens the drain up. up and keeps it flowing. Wow, wow, Don, that is fantastic. Thank you. <laughs> Y'all have a good day. Here's yes, sir. Man. I love all the help that we get on this <laughs> yeah, show. Well, and, you know, folks call well, it in. You know, whenever we was talking about, you know, freezer on top, freezer on bottom thing, right. I, I didn't really, you know, because the ice maker's up there at the top, right? You know, kind of deal. But I mean, if it's if it's draining at the bottom, yeah, I guess I guess I didn't think about that. That's a my really brain. good point. Good job, buddy. Thanks, man. Um, <laughs> all right, here's another one. My dishwasher is dead. I'm not getting any water to my dishwasher. What's up? Not getting any water to her dishwasher, right? If you're not getting it to, her, she's got a water problem. Oh. You know, so maybe but, a plumbing issue? Yeah, but if, mm-hmm. it's, if it's coming to the dishwasher, but it's not actually going through the dishwasher, she's either got a circuit board problem or a solenoid problem. And, so, and Java just said, uh, of course, Java gets like Google in there, so he gets to look up stuff. But mm-hmm. um, would you say a, a jammed, hang on, a jammed dishwasher float switch? I don't know what that is. Mm, that could be it, too. It's got a little float switch on the bottom of it, like mm-hmm. when the pan fills up. The float mm-hmm. switch kills it. You see, I think a dishwasher only holds like either a gallon and a half or two and a half gallons of water. Oh, really? So whenever it fills up, the float switch kills it. Uh-huh. So okay, this could, guy, could kind of like that, the float but, on your gas tank. Yeah, that's okay. a rare. That's a rare thing for me. It's it's usually it's usually that cylinder Right. Especially like if if uh, just say somebody's out there doing a bunch of water work out there in the road or something like that. It gets mm-hmm. some dirt in the lines. Oh, yeah. The washer comes on. There's a little screen right there in front of that solenoid that clogs it up. Right. It, it actually get water or get sand in there mm-hmm. and then stick that solenoid because all it is is a little ball in there. So mm-hmm. whenever you get a piece of sand in there, the ball can't close all the way to keep leaking water out. A piece had, of sand. Mm-hmm. That would make me angry to yeah. know that that stops something. All right. Uh, we got a caller that has a water heater problem. He says it won't heat up hot enough uh, or have enough hot water. What's going on with that? If, if, if the water heater just can't, we can't make it hot enough, uh, this is what this caller is saying, or uh, when it does get hot, it just doesn't stay hot for long. What's going on? 
it's either it could be two different things. One could be the thermostat, mm-hmm. you know, and the other thing you could have a leaking TPR valve where it's just steadily just draining hot water out of that tank. If it's doing that, then it's constantly having to make hot water. And okay, it, it might not be keeping up. I've had that happen before. Really? So say the thermostat going right. bad. First thing everyone talks about is usually the element. Yeah, and but you're saying that it, boy, that's a, you know, in a gas water heater is what I'm talking about. If it's a if it's an electric water heater, then he's you got two elements, one on top, one on bottom. Uh-huh. One of those elements are probably out. Uh, okay. All did, right. Did you say electric? Is it electric? It didn't say. It just okay. said well, uh, just gave water two, heater. Two solutions. And I, I'm assuming it's a tank and not a tankless. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, okay. Yeah, I would, yes. You know, we don't have, you know, cool stuff like you do at home. Right. Jeff. Oh, everybody right. has tankless. Oh, do right. we? Right. Solar tankless. Good. All the cool kids. <laughs> Number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. We'll continue our discussion after the break. Yes, you can call in for appliance questions. Yes, you can call in for DIY questions or construction questions of any sort. Um, or just to spiff, and spiff something up around the house. Whatever you want to do. We can talk about that stuff. Number to call is 877-MPB-RING. You can send an e- email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. Informative MPB news stories, the local shows you love, up-to-date severe weather info, and a state and worldwide reach telling the story of Mississippi. You're listening to MPB Think Radio. Welcome back. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with contractor Del Moore from Affordable Solution 601, Jeff Simmons from Houseworks, and today's guest, Timmy McClendon from AC Remedies. And if you miss any portion of the program, please make sure to subscribe to the podcast using any podcast app. Just search Fix It 101. You can join the conversation now by calling 877-MPB-RING or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. I was telling you guys during the break, I saw an article yesterday that I just had to share with everybody. Catch this. This is from the Mississippi State Department of Health. Why does that relate to Fix It 101? Well, uh, the Department of Health is offering free radon test kits during Radon Action Month. What is radon, you say? Radon is an odorless, colorless, radioactive gas just found in nature. Uh, Connection has been made to lung cancer. As a matter of fact, more than 20,000 Americans die of radon-related lung cancer each year. So it's real. Now, get this. The um, gas moves upward out of the soil. So this is not something that you've done wrong or any you know chemical thing. It just comes up out of the soil and into the air where it can enter and accumulate in your home. And the department says in Mississippi, it's not real common. However, because of the geology of the area, higher levels of radon are typically measured in northeastern Mississippi counties. So, uh, and the Department of Health is offering a free radon test. So uh, you might want to go to the, uh, what is it, uh, MSDH, uh, something like that, MSDH online, probably a .org or something like that, or .gov. Anyway, uh, let's go straight to the phone. We've got a lot of folks on waiting. So uh, Carl is in Vicksburg, and you want to remove a drain from a tub? Yes, sir. The, the, the drain part you see right there, you know, you, where you put your, you know, your plug to stop the water. Yeah. The, mine what? have got a lot of rust, like mm-hmm. rust pits, like where it's rusting out. And uh, I just wonder if there's any way to remove that and replace it without having to go to the backside of the sheetrock. Yeah. 
He's talking about his waste and overflow. Right. Right? Uh-huh. Okay, you're talking about the 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 trim uh-huh. ring at the bottom of the tub. At the very bottom. Yes, sir. Yeah. Where you put your plug out. Absolutely. Yeah. There, it, yeah. it should be a you screw dead that. center. Sure. Um, should be a one screw, usually a flathead or a Phillips, right there dead center of that uh, drain, right there on top. And the thing that you're replacing is actually just an aesthetic thing to keep stuff out of the drain. You know, hair and that kind of stuff. Now, if you're going to remove that, um, the actual um, screw in part, they have a, a wrench for that, or you could probably take some channel lock pliers and get it in there and screw it out or a screwdriver or something. Yeah. Okay. And, I think uh, I might have to go to the backside of sheetrock and open it up, yeah? No. Now, no, you, you shouldn't have to. <clears throat> you shouldn't have to on that, on just the, like the, let's just, just the call screen. it the, the screen, the chrome part, you know, or whatever at the bottom. But if you unscrew water. it out, the chances are that thing could drop down on you, and you you would need a hand under there. Yeah. You know, if you change the whole assembly, you, yeah. you're gonna need to be able to get to it to make sure you can. Yeah, you know, I need to make a small hole in the sheetrock at the backside. Yeah. I probably yeah. need a bigger, more than a small hole because this. Yeah, you're gonna need, you're gonna need um, two um, hands. Yeah. Okay. And 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 I did I did that at my house. I think it's a really good idea always to build yourself a little door back there yes. on the other side of. You know, your, oh, yeah. your plumbing. If you ever had to change that manifold, you're going to want a quick hatch. Right. Okay. 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 Thank you so much. Thanks, Carl. Let's uh, move along. Uh, train is in Jackson. Here you go, Dell. I got a question. What's going on, Train? Good morning. I appreciate your show. Yes, sir. Thank you. I've got a, I've got a question about gutters. Mm-hmm. I've got a lot with a lot of trees. I'm getting rid of them as time goes on, but we recently redid all the woodwork and painted, and Around my house, I've had complete gutters. When we did that, we took them all down. And my question is, when are gutters needed? Do I need to put them back up uh, before I do the flower beds around the house? How, well, do you, yeah. how do you know if you need gutters? Or Well, gutters are designed to keep water off your foundation. Right. That's, that's the whole point a, of it. That, I would answer that question with an absolute yes. Yeah, especially if you got a hip roof or valleys or a steep roof. And the they water. Will, they'll tear up your flower bed. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. gutters are just... And the foundation. The, the water, the water coming off water, Yeah, water is the biggest culprit to foundation failure. Yeah. So you want good positive drainage. You want at least uh, six inches of positive drainage, every, uh, for, uh, 10 feet out. You want six inches of positive drainage. And the less water you have next to that foundation, the better off you are. Now, Dell had some suggestions when we were talking about uh, gutters a long time ago, and he actually went out on a limb and said there is a particular product you do not want to put on your house. What was that, Dell? Those little plastic ones. Not the, the little bitty ones. I don't even know if they sell them anymore. But the plastic gutters? The cheapest gutter, no. The little gutter, no. Um, go ahead and get you a big gutter that'll drain off that Mm-hmm. Without um, stopping up and clogging, if you yeah. could go as far as to put some screen in there or the uh, the foam. Yeah, right. that was going to be my next question. What about screening mm-hmm. uh, to keep the leaves out and, and debris out? I like the foam idea. Yeah, uh, yeah. Because even with the screens on top, they do still need some maintenance. Where you have they to, do. you know, mm-hmm. clean them off. They will pile up on top of the gutter. It it starts to look kind of, and it came right out of um, a Eve or. Right, uh, the facials. Yeah. So yeah. it's a maintenance issue. So how far again do I need to carry the drainage away from the foundation? It's on a slab. Well, yes, it's a fairly flat uh, lot. I think you Jeff said ten. Ten feet out from the edge of your house, you want six inches of of elevation drop. 
at so, uh, 10 feet. Yeah, so it's real easy. If you'll get you a 10-foot 2-by-4, put you uh-huh. a 6-inch block on the bottom of it, Yeah. lay it down cool. there. When that is level, you have you have um, 6 inches of drop in 10 feet. Got it. So just a little simple Man, guide. That's cool. Yeah, that's great. Well, All right, thanks, Train. Thanks much. I appreciate it. Appreciate mm-hmm. it. Let's move it along to George in Water Valley. And uh, uh-oh, uh, here we go, the leaking fridge mm-hmm. solution. You got one, George? Sure do. How are y'all doing this morning? Very good. How are you? Man, oh, I love talking good. to pros. Bring um, it on. I've noticed a lot of times when a um, refrigerator is leaking or um, got a little moisture under the crisper drawers, mm-hmm. I've uh, noticed a lot of times this uh, magnetic gasket will be either torn or a piece of it missing, and it'll let uh, warm air inside and condensate. Yep. Oh, okay. Inside well, the crisper. That. Well, inside yeah. the refrigerator. Inside itself. the fridge. Yeah, okay. sure. Oh, you're talking about the magnet around the fridge? Mm-hmm. Yes, That's what he's talking about. Yeah. The gasket. Yeah. Yep. Uh, lucky thing is, is that those things are, uh, you you can buy those. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Sure can. Um, that's, that's fantastic. What do you think? Yeah, that's, that's a really good answer. A really good solution. It yeah. Just, just my brain, replace. you know, well, look, all right, my brain works with what I see right off the bat. And right. And these other guys, man, calling in is awesome. Right. Because, I, you know, my, it, it only works one way. Right. Okay. <laughs> well, there you go, George. Uh, First yeah, thing I that, think about is what that I is, uh, That's a really good point in, a, in, a, in at least a fairly cheap try solution. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Well, see, so, the, the cool thing about what he's talking about, I mean, is, you know, I know everybody has this problem because Lord knows my wife does this, and uh-huh. she's probably going to cheat me because I always bring her up on the show with right. these knickknack things. but. She'll leave something up on top of the refrigerator. Uh-huh. Uh, you open the door up like a dish towel or something like right, that. Yeah, you yeah. open it up, and you close it. The dish towel falls in between there, and whenever it falls in there and you push it, uh-huh. the magnet then, over time, will start forming a little gap. So when oh, you close it, man. it may not form back up just right. So it never seals. Exactly. And you're okay. blaming that on her. I ought I go in the refrigerator for one thing. Well, hey, look, okay. he's going to go hunting today, so he's not. He doesn't have to sleep there. I don't there, think I'm so going to get to go. Right. I might yeah. get to go. You never know, right? Okay, so let's uh, move along to Beverly, and she is on the road and uh, got the smell from the washing machine. This is a really common uh, question and problem. What's going on, Beverly? Hey, uh, every time my washing machine spins out, uh, I get a smell that's kind of like a, for lack of a better way to describe it, it's like raw sewage. Mm. Uh, sometimes it's worse than others. I have a high efficiency washer. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> go ahead, Timmy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, somebody may call in on me on this one. I don't know. And, and give better advice, you mm-hmm. know, but I particularly, we run into that problem more often than we should, you know, when we do work on the high efficiency things, because it seems like it never gets all the water out of the bottom of that drum. Right. You know, and then if it does, I mean, it still carries this, you know, bunch of water in the pipes and everything else right. you got to think i mean it's, all that water comes out of the drum goes in this little tube and it's got a pump when it hits that pump the pump pumps the water out the tube down into your sewer drain right so i mean i wouldn't think that it's going to be sucking it back in if it's open the door up you know you can mm-hmm. smell it the smell is coming from the actual washing machine itself not coming from the sewage pipe in the back mm-hmm. so i'm thinking it's just a lot of junk sitting at the bottom of that i mean you could take some some bleach you know and just try to do just like a regular rinse you know with some white shirts or something like that and just try to flush that joker out of there 
And it's somebody out, it's in the drum, but the yeah, yeah, yeah in the drum, uh, yeah, the, yeah, the water stays in there, yeah, because it, well, it doesn't stay unless it's on a level, you know, right. I mean, it, it, it's possible. But there's springs on the back of those things, it's supposed to hold the drum at a tilted angle like mm-hmm. this, and it could be with the drum, you know, the springs are wore out or something to sit back level, right? I particularly I don't like the high efficiency ones, you know, just because yeah. I, I got an old school one in my house, you know, uh-huh. and I uh-huh. love that joker. You know, one thing I found uh, in my home that I did not expect uh, that I was able to fix myself. Uh, when we installed a new washer, you know, it comes with the hose that you put into the back of the, you know, the wall hose, right, uh, to drain it, correct? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I put the hose in there. Well, a couple of days later, I kept getting a smell. Well, what it turned out being was the hose was jammed so far down in there that the hose itself, you ready for this, was actually touching water at the bottom of that uh, pipe. And therefore, it, it wasn't really draining, you know, I mean, not not well. It was forced draining, but it, in other words, uh, it, it, like the pipe was actually down into the water. So what I did was I just took a knife and cut the pipe off a little bit by about mm-hmm. a foot, and it worked a lot better. Oh, okay. You, you, you know, talking about that pipe, let me give you a quick, um, save you a couple bucks. Okay. When you put okay. that drain pipe in there, take a zip tie and zip tie that, that drain pipe to, to one of your water lines. That way, when it discharges, sometimes if that pipe's not down in there far enough, mm-hmm. it'll jump out, and you'll come home and you'll have your kitchen or laundry room full of right water, full of wastewater. Says the guy so, who fixes floods in homes. Right. So, so just a just a little FYI to you know ten ten cent fix or save you hundreds. There thousands. you go. All right. Uh, thanks, Beverly. I hope that helped. Um, and and you know. Lots of folks call us with other suggestions, so keep listening. All right, let's go to uh, uh, Helen in Marion. I love this. Timmy, this is why we have you come into the show right here. Ice maker is horrible. That is the description of this call. Are you with us, Helen? Yes. Yes. (laughs) So what's going on with your ice maker? Well, when the ice gets caught up in the, I call it a chute, that delivers the ice out of the door. Sometimes it'll freeze up up at the very top, right there where the ice maker bin is. Mm-hmm. And I have to chip it out like it's a iceberg that's caught up in there. And then here comes all this water, this ice, all this mess that drops down on the floor. Mm-hmm. It's just horrible, and my my refrigerator was bought in June. I've already had to have a serviceman out to replace. He just replaced the ice maker, mm-hmm. so now the the new one is doing the very same thing. I don't know what to do about it. I don't use that much ice. It's just me and my husband. Mm-hmm. Are we just? What are we gonna do about it? It's just terrible. What uh, <laughs> I understand that. What um, where, where are you chipping the ice out from? Is it welfare where the water comes out for the ice maker, or is it just it's, a big old blob of ice building up on top of the a, ice maker? It's a big old, it's a big old blob of ice building up. This happens to me and my wife every couple of months. We we do this too, and I'm the guy with the chipper and the hair dryer. Trying to, yeah. <laughs> trying to get rid of it. Where it leaves the ice maker and comes into now, the look, door. All right, there is a, there's a little drawer, right? Mm-hmm. There's a little drawer that you pull out 
that is where it collects the ice, correct? Right. Well, when you pull that drawer out, you can see the little the little screw thing that the moves auger. the ice. Yeah. yeah. Then uh, at the top of that mm-hmm. is uh, about an inch thick sheet of ice. Wow. And you either have to chip it or blow dry it or heat gun or right. what yeah. does it look like a bunch of ice cubes are stuck on top of each other or is it Mm-mm. is it just water it looks like, like condensation ice you know i mean it's but it's thick i mean we've yeah. run it's kind of the same thing i was telling you about a while ago you know trash gets in that little solenoid right you know on the ice maker part of it and if it does and it gets a little bit trapped in there it just constantly leaks just a little bit of water up that line into the ice maker and it'll cause that thing to just constantly leak mm. it'll overflow out of the top of it good thing is helen you don't have to put up with this if you bought it in june sure you do not have yeah. to put up with it and and obviously it's not the ice maker because she just replaced that right so i like timmy's suggestion something's think, leaking yep, i yep. think it's going to be the uh the uh, solenoid See? So what? What are you telling me to do? You call that joker back, tell him to replace your solenoid, right? Uh, well, if if it were me, <laughs> if it were me, Helen, I'd call and say a problem is happening. You can either fix it or or you need to go get a truck and come get it. Yeah, just bring me bring me a new fridge, right? Yeah. Right. One or the other, because it's it's still well under warranty. But I I can tell you, if you get to the one year mark with a fridge, you're done. You're done. You know. Yeah. You want to go ahead and get it nipped in the bud. Yeah, go ahead and fix it now. Okay. All right. Thank you, Helen. All right. Let's uh, keep moving along. Tamika's on the line in Greenville. And uh, Department of Health website. Uh, Are you with us, Tamika? Yes, I'm here. Okay, so you heard me talking about the Department of Health thing. Yes, I did. And I Googled the site Uh so that um, you could share the a website for your listeners. Great. And it is msdh.ms.gov. msdh.ms.gov. And yes. what she's referring to is that right now uh, State Department of Health is is uh, helping folks out with free radon tests. It's a uh, radioactive gas that comes up just from the soil. It's nothing you've done wrong. It's just... Uh, but they are doing free tests. And one of the things that was mentioned in this uh, Department of Health article was that northeastern Mississippi counties seem to have more radon than the rest of the state just based on geography. So anyway, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, We'll continue our discussion. If you've got any questions about remodeling, renovations, little fixes around the house, or even uh, AC and ice maker questions, For Timmy McClendon of AC Remedies, um, you can just give us a call, 877-MPB-RING, or send an email, fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. Welcome back. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with contractor Del Moore from Affordable Solutions 601, Jeff Sammons from Houseworks, and today's guest, Timmy McClendon from AC Remedies. And if you miss any portion of the program, make sure to subscribe to the podcast using any podcast app. Just search Fix It 101. Join uh, the conversation this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.com. Dot org. Let's go straight to the phones. Sandra is on the line in um, in Louisiana, and she has a foundation issue. What's going on, Sandra? Hey. Um, I listen to your show every chance I get, and I appreciate it. Yeah, you. Um, about maybe, I just noticed this a couple of weeks ago, there is a rise 
in the slab on my kitchen floor. Mm-hmm. Um, it was originally covered with, with uh, ceramic tile and then laminate over it. Mm-hmm. And we're on clay soil, and it's a pretty significant rise. Um, and the boards are beginning to get kind of creaky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm afraid it's going to explode. <laughs> and I'm Swallow you up while you're doing the, the dishes? Has causes. Do you think I have a big crack in my foundation, or could it be um, the way the floor was laid, or what? Hey, have you walked on it barefooted? Yes. Or, and, and you're not feeling any heat, right? Um, hmm, I'm going to have to try that again. The reason um, I, the reason I say that you you can get a you can get a water leak, um, and uh, we've had a, a few insurance claims where uh, the water happened to be hot water, and it was very easy to tell what was going on. Hmm. Um, there are a couple companies you can call to investigate water leaks. There's some ways you can tell if you have a water leak. Um, Cut all the water off in your house. Make sure no one turns on a faucet. Go out to your water meter. There's a leak detection on it. See if it's spinning. If okay. it's spinning, you have a water leak. Um, oh, cool. That's that's a good to know. So I'd check those things. I would um, look at my house real good, make sure that you know I'm not creating a, a foundation failure mm-hmm. somewhere. Mm-hmm. What, what's the age of your home? Forty years old, and like I said, okay, it, it'd be very, very unusual for it to, to all of a sudden crack to, to have to have a foundation issue by poor soils. Huh. What it sounds like to me is that you have a water leak or a sewer leak. Oh, uh, hang on, just one second, Sandra. We neglected to ask a question. What? What kind of foundation do you have? Um, I thought she well, said slab, slab on grade. Oh, it is a slab. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. I didn't hear her say slab. Um, now, the fortunate thing, uh, unfortunate you're having this issue, but fortunately, if it is a water leak or a sewer breach, um, most of those are covered on your homeowner's policy. Well, you say sewer breach. We live um, in a rural area way out in the country, so we're not, well, we are connected to parish water. Well, no, it, it doesn't matter where you have sewer lines in your slab, regardless okay. where you live. Okay. So mm-hmm. walk on it barefooted and see if it, are we talking about, we're talking about a huge problem to repair? Well, right? no. It's not huge. I mean, no. The only, I mean, it could get huge, I mean, if you don't go ahead and nip in the bud now, because the sure. last thing you want is, you know, your house starting to get undermined over a water problem. Right. You know, so then, you have a, then you have a break, a slab break. Um, so who would I call for this, a, a construction or a plumbing? Ghostbusters. Um, <laughs> I would... I, I would I would check my leak detection on my water meter first. Okay. If you have a leak, call a plumber. There's a little red okay. dial on uh, there. Where do you live? Oh, you live in you live in. Uh, I live way out Louisiana. in the swamp. Fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I got a fish camp living in the swamp. Living in a swamp uh, and calling with a water problem. Sure. Um, <laughs> I, I would do that, and then I would just call a trusted general contractor. Um, and if you have a water leak or a sewer leak, call your call your insurance company. Right. All right, let's uh, move it along. Thank you, Sandra. I hope we helped out with that one. Let's go to Scott and Pascagoula and uh, how to test the fridge seal. You you just uh, you heard Timmy talking about this, and you've got a test for it, Scott? Yeah, I sure do. This is something I actually uh, heard on a fishing show years and years ago. Take mm-hmm. a dollar bill and stick it 
you know, between the door and the refrigerator, close the door. If it pulls out easily, then you need a new seal. A dollar so bill. Did you learn that from Bill Dance? But no, actually, a man named D- Dudley Halliger who had a fishing <laughs> report showed that he just talked about fishing. Oh, okay. All right, um, that's pretty cool. Yeah. And but it's I haven't seen a dollar bill since the late seventies. So right. <laughs> right. Oh, hey, well, you must be making it, it all right, Scott. Well, just I'm the big trying. bills for you. Come, come work for you, yeah, Bubba. Right. No, no it, it, it sounds to me like he's got kids. <laughs> if you're the weekend warrior type and you want to thrill your wife and amaze your enemies, you can hit those spots with Vaseline, and it, it seems to help. Hmm. Wait, what's that? Okay. The spots on the door gasket. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can hit with Vaseline. Oh, okay. At least temporarily. Exactly. Yeah, it might lubricate that yeah. a little bit to soften that up. Okay. All right. Appreciate it. Uh, Jack, you're going to have to send an email. We're just, we're out of time, man. Uh, And uh, and the the email is fixit101 at mpbonline.org. All right. Here we go, folks. Fixit101 is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio and is funded by the generous contributions from listeners like you. Our show is produced by Java Chapman. Our call screener is Liz Gill. For Del Moore, Jeff Simmons, and our guest, Timmy McClendon, I'm Jason Klein. Stay tuned for Everyday Tech with Michelle McAdoo. And join us next Wednesday at 9 for Fix It 101 only on MPB Think Radio.